Welcome. Tonight's Dr. Zeus Film Podcast is brought to you by the slap that people just can't get over. I think this really has, I wouldn't say ruined, but it's changed award shows forever. Because now, people are going to expect something of that magnitude. Something unexpected. You know, because some of the award shows, or most of them, it's, it's so predictable. It's like, oh god, they're going to win? Because of those stupid guilds, or I shouldn't say stupid guilds, but the precursor awards. It takes the fun out of a surprise. Back in the day, it was a surprise. You... You didn't know you were going to win. And, and there have been a couple of times where the precursor awards were wrong, Halle Berry. Okay. And then even the Grammys. I mean, some of my favorites didn't even win. And I'm like, oh, shit. So, yeah, this, this has changed award shows forever. Forever, okay? <laughs> And so, yeah, that's what I promised my audience tonight. We're, we're going to get to the bottom of this. Because back in the long time ago day, the 90 years ago, you already knew you were going to win the Oscar because they would publish it in the paper. And then I think it was up until 1940, they, 40 or 41, they stopped doing that. And the Pricewaterhouse and those firms would tabulate the winners and you didn't know until they opened the envelope. So there were no precursor awards. The same could be said about a Grammy, okay? Although unless you were unless you were the chairman of the board because you know who founded the Grammys 64 years ago? Frank Sinatra, and that's why he's the chairman of the board. And it doesn't hurt that, yeah, a couple of times he won some big categories, you know, Strangers in the Night. But it's Sinatra, okay? It's Sinatra. So, because the Grammys were originally for pop, pop music and jazz. Well, jazz music was pop music, yeah. Rock and roll was still kind of new. The Beatles got nominated a whole bunch of times before they won the big categories. They won Best New Artist in 1964. Now Best New Artist is seen as a, as a kiss of death award because of the people who win it and you don't hear from them again. It's like, oh, okay. But then in Mariah Carey's case, I mean, you heard from Mariah Carey every year in the 90s. And they, uh, there's, there's been a few others. But yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. It's going to be an inclusive show. I always like to promise that to my audience. Uh, I will give Trevor Noah a good grade for hosting because it was he was good. He was good. But just the show, it was like, huh? And the red carpet. We need to talk about those red carpet people. It's not always about fashion. And then they talk to these bands and they have no idea about these bands. What's your project called? And it's like, it's not, they're nominated. You should already know by now. At the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, at least they know who's coming in and why they're, why they're going in. You know what I mean? So, Dr. Zeus Film Podcast coming up.
project that you guys are nominated for? Uh, metal and rock performance. So, uh, yeah. What about the project? About the project? Yeah. Deftones? The record. Yeah. That's something that we released, uh, like, midway through through uh, pandemic, so we didn't really get to celebrate it properly. We, we still haven't played yet in a couple of years, but we leave next week for tour, so, so yeah, we're, like, we're excited to get out. You get to celebrate it tonight, right? Yeah, exactly. Does this nomination hit any differently from the others in the past? Yeah, it's my first time. I didn't go. We won, in, uh, won, we won a Grammy in 2000, and I wasn't there, okay. so this is my first time. So. All right, well, so then, yeah, that's super exciting, huh? All right, guys. Thank you so much for stopping worst interviewers ever yeah i could give them a chance but listen to how they listen to how they treat the rock nominees versus a pop nominee rock and roll is just it's it's rock and metal and hard rock it's just not welcome at the grammys and the fact that none of the rock categories were announced on on tv and you know who won all of those categories foo fighters Foo Fighters, best rock album, best rock song, best rock performance, hard rock performance. Deftones didn't win. Mastodon didn't win. I love Mastodon. Gojira didn't win. I love Gojira. And I and I talked about the Grammys briefly last night, and it was a shit show. It was a shit show. I will say that I was happy that um, because I love the blues. Kingstone, Kingfish, Ingram. One great blues performer. But other than that, I was kind of like, you know, hard music, hard rock and metal. It just doesn't. It. I think all of us would. Be, that's why the Grammys are really irrelevant. I, I, I mean, in my mind, it would be great. The Deftones got album of the year or Gojira got album of the year. But it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. The industry sucks. Sucks cock. Not in a good way. And so, yeah, but I thought tonight let's talk about hard music and hard rock and how Dave Grohl predicted that. He said it's, it's making a comeback. It's making a comeback. And he was right. And Meshuga has a new album out called Immutable. Um, Deftones Medicine at Midnight, or Deftones, Deftones Ohms, which came out in 2020. Uh, Foo Fighters 2021 release Medicine at Midnight Gojira's 2021 release Fortitude So those interviewers Who Oh what is the project Yeah Cause unless it's Doja Cat Oh they know Oh they know So Yeah that's it, You know what it reminds me of It reminds me of Uh It reminds me of, remember that interviewer at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and she was so ecstatic to see the Cure. I'm gonna play that for you. And I liked that interviewer. I thought that was funny. I thought that was funny. But they, you know, the Cure or the Cure, they're kind of. Um, I thought I thought she was great though. I really thought her. What's her name? Pearl Thompson. I want to give her a shout out because you know what. That shows the enthusiasm of of meeting these these performers versus the Grammys, where it's where it's the fashion. Oh, who are you wearing? Yeah, okay, all right. Um, oh, here we go. I love this. Kind of a really big deal for me. And hopefully they're gonna come over and we're gonna get to talk. 
<laughs> now I'm gonna play the rest of it because I know people people felt bad for her and I did I did um because that's that's the enthusiasm and um that I would have liked to have seen uh, but you know with the Grammys Grammys are such such a shit show they're such a shit show and um here we go. Let's continue it. Nineteen. Are you as excited as I am? Um, by the sounds of it, no. Oh no! What are we gonna do? Um, I'm sure we'll get there eventually. It's a bit early, isn't it? But, yeah, I guess. It, I guess it is. Maybe we just need a few drinks. <laughs> is there anything special about this night for you? Is is this something that you've ever thought about? Is this something that you've wanted? Um, this is where part of my brain said, "Come on, say the right things." Um, we're very happy to be here, but it's not really something that's in, in the bigger plan or anything. It's a bit of a surprise, to be honest, you know, because it's been, we've been eligible for a long time, so it's very nice to finally make it there. Well, it's but, not a surprise yeah. to me because I've been a Cure fan, like, since birth. And so I have to thank you on behalf of all the fans that um, you guys pretty much changed everything. I think you changed the game. The first time I ever got to hear, like, the, that very first guitar tone was like, oh, my God. That nothing ever sounded like this and nothing will ever sound like this again. Subsumed into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame despite all our best attempts. You just can't win, can you? You win in my book. <laughs> Is there anybody that has been inducted already that inspired you in any way? Um, there, yeah, off the top of my head, I can't really think of that many, but um, Bowie, obviously, is the main person for me, is the biggest inspiration for me personally. But for the band, there's a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, we've listened to a lot of people, we've been inspired by a lot of people. There are obviously a lot of people that aren't in, that I think should be, but we won't go down that road either. It's like a, but yeah, overall, it's like, it's, um, yeah. It's so see, Robert, Robert Smith opens up. At first, you know, he's giving that classic Robert Smith response, very British, you know, by the sound of it, no. <laughs> Very kind of melancholy. You know, we love it. We love it. But see, that's the difference between the Grammys and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And that's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame right there. And the, there are so many performers who are in the Hall of Fame that have never won a Grammy. So what does that tell you? What does that tell you? I don't, I mean, I, I as I said in the intro... I think people still want kind of like a Will Smith slap part two. They want something unexpected. They want something to shock the people. Remember when Tupac came out with Kiss in 96 at the Grammys? He said, let's shock the people. And he did. And he said, these are my homeboys out of here. And they were taller than Tupac. Um, so, yeah, shock, the shocking the audience, I as I said in the intro... That's where the awards, I think awards have changed forever now because of that. People are going to expect this Jerry Springer response, nothing against Jerry Springer, where someone gets smacked or something unexpected because the precursor awards have taken the piss out of everything. That's a British term right there, taking the piss. It, you know, you, you have the Golden Globes, which weren't on TV this year. You have the Screen Actors Guild, and you have the this and that, and this and that. Where the Grammys, the Grammys really don't have a precursor because they are industry awards. And I'm really talk, tired of talking about awards. And so let's just talk about this rebirth. Although I don't think it's a rebirth, it's always been here. It's hard rock. I was talking to someone, and we were talking about the blues. 
And people roll their eyes, oh my god, you in the blues. Because all of this hard rock that we love, even the Beatles, even Cream, Eric Clapton, would not exist without the motherfucking blues. That whole mythology of Robert Johnson going out to the crossroads and selling his soul to the devil. Could that actually be done? Ozzy thinks so. You know, because there was that story of Robert Johnson. Robert Johnson went to the crossroads. He was allegedly, his guitar skills were not great. And then he goes to the crossroads and all of a sudden his guitar playing is amazing. I don't really think that's a selling your soul at the crossroads. I really think that's, oh, maybe he had time to practice. Okay? But it's the mythology of rock and roll. And then you go to Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath, that first song, Black Sabbath. Those notes, those are blues notes. Even Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin, I, I had a really great friend growing up, and we would talk about that. And he used to tell me, shout out Kevin Klein. He used to tell me that Led Zeppelin ripped off Minnie Dixon. And he was right. In fact, I think Minnie Dixon took Led Zeppelin to court because they did the song When the Levee Breaks. That is not Led Zeppelin. That is Minnie Dixon. Okay? So these British acts are doing the blues. I mean, look at the Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones' name comes from Muddy Waters, like Rolling Stone. Everyone knows that. They even did Little Red Rooster. They did Little Red Rooster, and then they were and they were always prophesizing Buddy Guy, which is great. I saw Buddy Guy documentary. They loved Buddy Guy, and it and it was these British bands that took the blues to a different stratosphere. And then you have hard rock, and the music gets harder. You know, you got Led Zeppelin, uh, Dazed and Confused. Yes, Dazed and Confused, or as my friend said, they were using the Devil's Chord. Yes, they were. So were Le- uh, so were Black Sabbath. Now, Black Sabbath, what happened was, I was talking to my friend about this when we were in San Francisco. So this is a repeat. Uh, not a repeat episode, but so if she's listening, shout out. We were talking about Tony Ioni of, of Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath has such a hard sound. What happened was Tony Ioni was a session player. And they also and all the members of, of Black Sabbath worked in a factory in Birmingham, England. Very working class, blue collared. So the guy that was to press the metal that day, hello, heavy metal. This guy, they're actually pressing metal in a factory, didn't show up. And so they said to Tony Ioni, why don't you do it? Now that wasn't Tony Ioni's job. So he goes to press the metal in the metal press. It took the tops of his fingers off. So right there, his his music career is in jeopardy. Okay? So what does he do? He slack lines his guitar, uh, puts these like bottle cap, uh, like rubber caps tips on his fingers, where his fingertips used to be, and boom, you've got the Black Sabbath you know, uh, Iron Man and Paranoid and uh, what's that one in the sky? 
Hole in the sky, yeah, yeah. War pigs. Ooh. Yeah. You know what? For fun, I did a little parody of War Pigs. Because I love Black Sabbath. And also, you know, Ozzy Osbourne's star really came back with the Osbournes. The Osbournes really lit a, a new flame to Ozzy's fame. Because people knew Ozzy Osbourne as this, you know, that he bites the head off the bat and he bites the head off the dove and his wife Sharon, you know, and their kids. And the Osbournes, though, the Osbournes, I always felt, gave Ozzy a new audience because then people were like, oh, yeah, that's the guy from the TV show. Oh, he's in Black Sabbath. Okay. That name alone, Black Sabbath. Come on. Come on. Hello dark music but you know it's it's rock and roll it's hard rock or as you know Steppenwolf Steppenwolf coined that phrase heavy metal thunder and born to be wild okay the leather jacket they were on the e they're they're playing an easy rider okay uh, Dennis Hopper and Peter Fonda are just riding those motorcycles into the sunset and and Born to be Wild is playing. Heavy Metal Thunder. And then even bands like Rush. Rush, who are from Canada, who were these three virtuosos. Don't, you know, I don't throw that word around a lot. Who played really hard rock. Okay? And what I witnessed about the Grammys was is that, you know, yeah, Lenny Kravitz played. And Lenny, and Lenny Kravitz has kind of a, a hard rock sound. But, you know, I'm talking about bands like Gojira and Deftones and Foo Fighters. You know, it, it even there was one year where rock and roll dominated the Grammys. You know, you had uh, Jack White and you had Mumford and Son. You had the Black Keys. I love the Black Keys. Okay. You want to talk about bluesy? The Black Keys took their influences of the blues and just pumped it up. They pumped it up. And, but this is me doing a parody of War Pigs. play this uh, again because you missed the first half so yeah and then bands like tool you know but to to genreize all of them as hard rock or prog rock or uh deep purple deep purple had so many different members in it and then you cut to the 80s and 90s and you have bands like Ministry who are playing with techno and playing with industrial rock. Ministry is a very... You want to talk about dark? Ministry is a dark band. The fact that they all had drug addictions 
half of them are still alive. And then at the center of that is Al Jorgensen, the leader, the provocateur of ministry, has a very interesting, I'm reading his book. He, you know, born, born in Cuba, he was in exile, and really took that to heart. And then, and then was a devotee of William S. Burroughs and Timothy Leary. He ended up living with Timothy Leary for the end of Timothy Leary's life. But this, this experimentation, drugs, and, and then Burroughs, William Burroughs, William S. Burroughs was known for the cut-up method, where he would take some words and he would cut them up and he would splice them together. And so that's what Al Jorgensen did with ministry. That's why ministry has such a massive sample-based sound. I've always talked about ministry on here because I'm such a fan of theirs. I wanted to go see them. It didn't happen. And that's the thing. There, there are certain bands I'll go to see that I don't want to wait for my friends. Oh, hey, you want to go? No. So it's it's a spur of the moment because I'm able to do that. It's a spur of the moment purchase. Like when I was at um, in Berkeley watching Cypress Hill, who also appeal to hard rock. It's hip hop, but it's atmospheric, dark hip hop, Cypress Hill. Uh, I saw that St. Vincent was going to be at that same venue. And so I thought, okay. So I get home and I thought, fuck it. I'm going to go see St. Vincent. So I went a couple weeks later and saw St. Vincent. And St. Vincent is kind of alternative, kind of art, kind of synth. But she can shred on that guitar. Seeing her in concert gave me a whole new respect for Annie Clark. She can shred she can, I mean, she rocks out. That That is a performance. And that's the thing. It's, it's about performance. If you can't do it on the stage, then back away. Um, and then I went to Aftershock, which was okay. You know, I got to see Mastodon. I love Mastodon. Got to see Social Distortion. I've always been a fan of Social Distortion. And then Metallica. And I've seen Metallica before, and they've played better shows than that. It's just my opinion. And then I think in May, I'm going to go see Bohemia. I'm so, this month, I'm supposed to see Deftones and Gojira. Who knows if that's going to go through? Because they haven't announced if, they, if they're getting another bass player yet. So, yeah. You know, and I saw Tool this year, and... Oh, that's the other thing that was so funny you know I love Metallica but some of their fans are the biggest shit talkers when I was when we were waiting for Metallica to come on and we're all kind of standing there and I'm listening to these different conversations okay and there's this guy and his son and we were all talking and then I said oh yeah I'm gonna see Tool in January and they're like oh yeah he fell asleep to Tool and I'm thinking and then I mentioned Mastodon. Oh, yeah, they sucked. And I'm thinking, you motherfuckers. You are the biggest shit talkers. And then Metallica comes on and it's like, it's like the Grammys. It's like anticlimactic. I thought, what? And the audience was just stupid. And so they had three songs left and I, I just got up and left. I said, fuck this. I'm not watching this. I was also kind of in a weird mood because... I was supposed to go with someone and they flaked on me. 
And so each ticket cost $300. So they said, oh, we'll pay you back. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm not going to wait till Christmas or New Year's for you to pay me back. So I was just like, fuck it. So then that's when I realized if I really want to see a band, I just have to go by myself. I know some of you are like, oh, I can't even go pump the gas by myself. Get over it. I've seen so many great bands by myself and it allows and it also allows me to be in control of when I'm going to leave. If I'm not feeling it, I'm going to leave. I don't care if the oh, I want to watch them. I'm like, uh-uh, I got to go. <coughs> Same with the movie. There are certain movies I'll go see by myself because I don't want people to talk or you know, when I was watching a movie the other day and they started to talk and I'm very nice but in my head I'm like oh my god shut the fuck up that's like when I saw Venom when I saw Venom I was not in my right mind let's just say and the guys next to me were chewing popcorn and I'm like oh my god just stop it already yeah yeah it takes a lot to piss me off but the Grammys, I will say this, they did a really great tribute to Taylor Hawkins. They did a great tribute to Stephen Sondheim. Stephen Sondheim, that's not hard rock, but I like Stephen Sondheim. But they left out Joey Jorgensen of Slipknot. So I'm sort of, I'm, you know, that's... But at the same time, nobody is satisfied. Nobody is satisfied, okay? But... Yeah. Rock and roll is an interesting beast. And so, to those on the red carpet at the Grammys, shame on you. Just shame on you. Is that, oh, all you care about, oh, there goes Doja Cat. Oh, there goes Bruno Mars. Yeah, they've had a little too much of the 70s, if you catch my drift. Um,. You should, you should welcome all of those musicians with the same utmost respect and enthusiasm if you want to call yourself a fucking professional. And so that really turned me off. I've always been turned off by the Grammys because then it's like, I remember, what was it, 11 years ago, Deftones put out Diamond Eyes, doesn't get anything. But then I started to realize... Oh yeah, it's whose butt you kiss in the industry, because these are industry awards, okay? Industry awards, or as I like to call it, anytime Taylor Swift doesn't win album of the year, she cries about it, and she does a documentary about it. And I like Taylor Swift, but at the same time, I'm like, you need to get a life, honey. If that's all, you, if you're crying about not winning a Grammy, Kanye West, I'm talking to you. You need to get a life because that's not why you do it. Do you see Diana Ross out there crying? I know she's not hard rock, but she's Diana Ross. She's never won a Grammy. She's crying all the way to the bank. Are you kidding me? Jeez. <sighs> but yeah. So in, 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 in a perfect world, it doesn't matter what the awards it really doesn't. You've got some really great bands out there who've got albums up. You've got Red Hot Chili Peppers, 
Meshuga, Gojira, Foo Fighters, Mastodon, Behemoth. Um, you know, that, that Mastodon album that they put out was really good. I, I, I think I did an episode on Mastodon. And that's the other thing. It is cinematic. Musically, this is cinematic music. So that's how I'm tying it all together with film. It's cinematic. When these bands, and it's not about the music videos, but the, the, the sound of these records. Okay. Um, Macedon's Hushed and Grim. It is a double album. It is a really good album. It it it's it's it's, it's just it's there. It's alive. Same with Tool. I I know that there are a few Tool fans out there that didn't like Fear Inoculum. I don't think you're real fans. Uh. And I know some people, it's like Tool put something out and we eat it up. But there's a reason. There's a method to the madness, okay? And I remember I knew this this girl in college. We'll call her an acquaintance. And we were talking about Tool. She claimed to be a big Tool fan, but she didn't like the videos. And all the while I'm thinking, this bitch is not a real Tool fan. You are not a real... I hope you're listening. And I'm sorry I said the B word. Uh, please excuse. I'm not thinking right now. It's more so out of anger. Um, I hope she's listening because you know what? You are not a real Tool fan. You're not. And then she claimed that she got me into Tool. And it's like, no. I was into them before I even knew you and your silicone ass. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. So hard rock, hard rock has a place in my heart, as it does in the hearts of many. So, at the end of the day, the Grammys can go fuck themselves. I will say that I I did enjoy um, Trevor Noah. I'm I, I love Trevor Noah. Very honest, funny, gets the facts. The show overall. There were some performers I liked, and then there were some performers I was like, why did you invite them? Oh, ratings, ratings. Okay. I didn't enjoy the song about the driver's license. You know how hard it is to get your fucking driver's license? Some people may not find it hard, but it was hard. And then you get it, and then and then it is true. It is not a right. It is a privilege. Because that that takes a lot to get it. You literally have to focus. You can't just go, you know, have a, a, a hangover. Oh, I'm going to go and take the test. No, 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 no. It takes focus. And, and that's just the, the, the written is, it's the written. But to do the behind, the pass the first time, the behind the wheel, that takes laser focus because they want to make sure that you know your shit if you don't know your shit they don't want you out on the road I don't blame them and so I'm talking about that song Olivia Rodrigo driver's license okay you're gonna make a song about that alright and then Billie Eilish I I like Billie Eilish Um, 
I haven't listened to all of the new album. I will eventually. I did enjoy the first album. You know, Bad Guy and, and The Party's Over. and So. But I wanted to, first and foremost, pay my respects to the Foo Fighters. Because that's really up in the air now. I don't even think we really should be talking about it. They gave us some really great music for 27 years. From 1995 to now. They won a Grammy for almost every album they ever put out or they were nominated. They have won Best Rock Album more than any other band or any other performer. They have four. And I can name them right now. They won Best Rock Album for Nothing Left to Lose, 1999, old 2001. Uh, One by One. Echoes, Patience, and Silence. Say one by one. Okay. Um, And then the one that's in front of me, Wasting Light. And then Medicine at Midnight. And that is a testament to them as a band. They didn't kiss butt. They played the fuck out of those records. And so I give them respect. And... And I don't think we'll ever get over it. I don't think we'll ever get over Taylor Hawkins' death. I just don't. He was ma- he was a magnetic performer. He was a friend to many. Um, and that's a band of brothers right there as a band. And so that's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. These, these epic artists. And, you know, whether it's stadium rock or epic rock... Stadium Rock Stadium Rock is very cinematic. It goes all the way back to U2, it goes all the way back to The Who, to Led Zeppelin, to the band, to you know, Jimi Hendrix, yeah, the Rolling Stones, the Beatles. So yeah. That's the Dr. Zeus film podcast. And I wanted to just to the Foo Fighters, thank you for giving us that music long as you did and the future is is unknown now it's unknown i almost saw the foo fighters in concert i am kicking myself that i didn't go my friend robert went um there were two 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 opportunities i could have seen him so i can only enjoy what i see on the screen now so as always unpleasant dreams